Hello and welcome. You're watching Stadia Rocks. If, like us, you love gaming, but life gets in the way, then Stadia Rocks is for you. Hello, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's Sunday morning, normally 10 o'clock. If you're listening to the podcast, this is completely irrelevant. It's now 11 o'clock. We're a little bit later this morning. We need to do some technical stuff. Duncan, good morning to you, my friend. How are you? Good morning again. I am grand. What about you? <laughs> I'm grander. You're grander. Because I'm older, mate, so I'm allowed yep. to be grander. <laughs> yep. But yeah, it's a nice day out there. So, or over here it is anyway. It's a nice day. Sun's out. Everybody's going to be happy going <laughs> get a night. It's a, it's a lovely day. And I need to apologize ahead of time because I think the wife's out with a lawnmower. But if I shut the, if I shut the windows, I'm going to melt. So, <laughs> so it is. Just a quick word. If you're new to the show, please drop us a like. It makes a huge, huge difference to whether anyone else finds us. And a subscription will be amazing. As you probably know, if you're a regular watcher or if you're new to the show, this is a show specifically for you. If you are new to Stadia, if you're a casual gamer or like us, you've got an incredibly busy lifestyle and uh, you want to find out a little bit more about how you can jump in, play some games and jump back out again. So without further ado, Duncan, because ado is uh, not what we want, I'm going to... Uh, hide that one and i'm going to pull up our latest news one day i'll get really good at this the latest news from stadium and there so, we go <laughs> you, yeah, yes you, you bring on your latest news what have you got for us my friend okay the latest news is the stadia pro games are now released they were released on the first of july and they are korea Monster Boy, Steam World Dig, and West of Thoding. We're going to be touching a bit on Creator later on the show. Uh, Monster Boy uh, is a platform game. Uh, Steam World Dig is also like a platform game, uh, platform game which um, we've had all the other games on Pro now. So this is the last one. For some reason, the, the first one is the last one to go on. Don't ask me why. And then uh, we've also got West of Loathing, which I know you've been enjoying a part, uh, a bit, a part of it. Yeah, I played. Well, I played. I've not played as much as I would have liked. Um, partly because I've been trying to complete Last of Us Two on PlayStation, uh, and I've been playing on Crater um, for a show that we did yesterday with Andy Morphs, which uh, we'll talk more about later. But no, I that is the game that I've enjoyed the most. But having said that. Monster Boy is excellent as well. I mean, really good. It's a great platform game. And if that's your thing, this is one of the best, I think, on Stadia right now. SteamWorld Dig, um, I'm still, I'm not very far into SteamWorld Dig 2. And of course, that's a progression on SteamWorld Dig. So I'm not 100% sure that I'm going to do a lot with SteamWorld Dig. But it's lovely to have it in the collection. If you haven't played SteamWorld Dig 2, and you can start with SteamWorld Dig, of course, and, uh, and take it from there. Just Hold one second while I remove the noise of the lawnmower from the room, because I'm sure that's distracting for some people. Yep, and I'll just move on to the next piece of the news. Uh, the next news is Just Ships and Beats has uh, arrived on Stadia, and it's a rhythm platform game, or rhythm game, music game, and it's, a lot of people seem to be enjoying that, so it might be worth checking out if that is your sort of jam. Uh, 
The next piece of news, which is probably the big the big news of the week, uh, wireless controller support is on Android. Again, this is just your Stadia controller, but it's, a, it's the next step and able to play Stadia anywhere without any wires or anything. So basically, you're playing on your mobile phone or even your tablet. You don't no longer need your, it doesn't need to have a connection into it, a physical connection. It's just off through the Wi-Fi. Uh, that's, that's the key point here. You need a Wi-Fi to connection for it to work. But it's um, it's amazing in the sense that at least if you've got a Wi-Fi connection, because as we as we've said before, you can't you can't use Stadia yet on uh, a network. You have to be on Wi-Fi. But it does mean you divorce from that extra piece of kit, so you can just literally pull your phone out of your pocket. You know, if you're in the I don't know in the bedroom or wherever pull your phone out, play a bit of game, gaming with, or you can still obviously use the, the, uh, the controller. I'm talking at my rear here, but the point is, is that you don't have that cable that you've got to be connected to. So, um, and also you can use the overlay, which, which I think we talked about before that Stadia brought out for the, for the phone as well. Yep. Yeah, you can, you can use the uh, touch controls as well. Uh, the next piece of the news is uh, Stadia player stats. These are a little bit hidden uh, and they are only available on web at the moment. So basically what you would do is you would go into your account, sorry, you go into your Stadia page, click on your friends list, click on yourself, then Click on to the. I, I will show. I will show. I will show. Show, show, and, yeah. tell, show and tell time, folks. Show, show and tell. So, uh, yeah. so uh, you click, click on your uh, on yourself. So you've gone to the tab with the two little people. In my case, uh, showing me that thirteen of my friends are online. Click on myself. Then uh, click on achievements, which, as you can see, is just below the settings tab. And then, hey presto. Now you get two levels, don't you? So the first level is essentially saying this is how many of the, the in-game achievements, because most games have these kind of badges, achievements that you unlock, hitting certain targets, for example. Uh, but then if you click again or tap again, depending on the device, you'll see now we get this extra layer, which tells us how many hours we've played. Um, and in this case, in, in, the, in the case of Crater, how many hours have been spent creating versus how many hours have been spent playing, which is quite interesting. And the level that you've reached. Each of the games has uh, a different interpretation of that. So it's going to be down to the developer. If, uh, PUBG, for example, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, uh, an unbelievable 24 and a half hours played. 33 matches, zero wins, and eight kills. Don't look too closely, folks. <laughs> I'm the first to say I'm absolutely rubbish. And then Wester Loathing, 52 minutes, which is a real shame. But look, I've cuddled two cactus. Isn't that lovely? So, yeah, each game's going to be different, but I think it's a, a, an amazing feature and useful if you're uh, a casual gamer and you just want to kind of see which games it is that you're enjoying the most or maybe wasting too much time in, for example. Exactly. It's going to be interesting. You can already see the posts on Reddit. I have spent 200 hours in this game, 200 hours in that game. And it's just like, oh, okay then. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to, people are going to get into posting sessions about this. Uh, like how many kills in uh, PUBG uh, Rock has compared to other people. 
Yeah, mainly, mostly, most people have got a heck of a lot after 20 odd hours. I'm no good at it. I'm my first to admit that. <laughs> yeah, the next piece of the news is we have got three games which look like they're coming to Stadia now. The first game is Borderlands 2 Game of the Year Edition, and that has been listed uh, for Stadia along with Celeste and Hello Neighbor. The Borderlands 2 one is a bit interesting because the Xbox version and the PlayStation 4 version has also been uh, listed as well. Uh, Celeste is an interesting one because that is a platforming game which actually needs very precise uh, platforming on it. So uh, them playing the game to Stadia makes it look like they, they're happy with the system and how it's going to perform. And Hello Neighbor is another Stadia game, as I call it. It is a co-op game which is going to encourage people to play together. And I think that's a big emphasis of uh, Stadia games. And well, that's the one with, for those that aren't in the podcast, that's the one we've currently got up on the screen, which looks very similar in style to Ember, I have to say. Yeah, this has been like for a wee while, so it has. So uh, this could potentially have a lot of people uh, having a lot of fun in it. Um, we might see some live streams with people. So it is one to maybe keep an eye on if it comes to Stadia. Again, these games have only been listed for to come to Stadia. That's just not mean that they are 100% coming, but the chances are that they are coming. And with the Kinect coming up in a couple of weeks, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these games, which we're seeing being listed now, are going to be announced at the, at the Kinect. Although there's, uh, and you're right, it's now, what, uh, 13 days to the Kinect? Um, and we keep saying this might be announced and this might be announced. And I think I think historically they're never much longer than about 30 minutes, are they? So um, I, I think at some point, maybe next week uh, or the week before, I think we do, I think this next week will be the last one before, um, we might want to rationalise what we think we're actually going to hear at the Connect, because uh, if, if literally everything that everyone says they'd like to hear at the Connect was mentioned at the connect we probably have a four hour long connect so i can't see that happening well what i can see happening i have a feeling we're going to get a longer connect than before i think we touch wood i think we're going to get at least an hour okay uh i think this is their big showcase one and uh one of the wee chats i've been having with people is they have advertised just a month beforehand, so you don't really do that. So I think this is their big showcase one. So I, I think we're going to get an R at least. But no, it's good. I mean, it would be great. It would be good if we do. And I think you know, I would also personally like to hear more about more than just games. I'd like to hear that they are doing some rolling out some new features, maybe updating the UI. Uh, sorry, that user interface, the way the whole thing works and looks, uh, and also rolling it out to a few more countries as well. I'd like to see, I'd like to see those things up at uh, at the next Connect. But whether we will or not, we will see. Um, and, and we don't have to wait too long. Thirteen days can't be that bad, can it? Right. Thank you very much, Duncan. I think that's it for the news this week, isn't it? It is. That is for the news this week. Good. Well, then, what's up? I, no, you know what? I, I, I will edit it one day, but it's it, so it's not quite as long. So, so, 
So what's up, Brock? Well, I'll tell you what's up. I'll tell you what's up, Duncan. I'll tell you what's up. So basically, I get a lot of people saying, um, you know, I've, I've, I've got Stadia. And before I got it, I checked my connection and it said, yeah, you've got 30 megabits or uh, 40 megabits or 15 megabits. And that should be enough to play Stadia. And then I get it home and I connect it up. And it's rubbish. I'm getting lag. I, it's, you know, it's dropping out. It's telling me I've got a poor connection. What have I done wrong, Duncan? You've maybe not done anything wrong, so don't be worrying. There oh. is a, <laughs> the, 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 the first thing you should do if you're playing on Stadia is you need to use Ethernet when possible. This is also known as the wired connection. And Wired is always better than wireless. So that is the first thing you should actually go and check is to make sure that you've got it connected into the uh, wired, if, if that is at all possible, because it will make a significant difference. Even though you may not think it, 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 it just will, especially if you're playing on the Chromecast, because that's going to have a nice high connection. It just, it just eliminates one of the things which could uh, possibly uh, uh, go wrong. The second thing that you maybe should do is check to see what is your uh, Wi-Fi connect or connection. Is it a 2G connection or is it a 5 or 5, sorry, not G, 2 gigahertz or 5 yeah. gigahertz. Yeah, or 5 gigahertz. I call, I call it G as well, don't worry. Yeah. Uh, setting. If your Wi-Fi has a 5G setting, you should be connecting it to the 5G rather than the 2G because that is a better quality again, so that should increase your the ways you can play on Stadia. Mm -hmm. uh, on uh, some uh, routers, you can actually put what device is the priority. So that can say, I want my Chromecast Ultra to be the number one. That, that sucks up all the bandwidth. That's the most important thing. So we'll want that to be the thing that's in the settings in your router. Sometimes it's in the wee app, like on the Google uh, Wi-Fi. You can just get an app and you can go into it and go, this is a priority device. So do that. Speaking of the Google uh, ones, on if you're using the Google uh, Wi-Fi, you can go in and uh, put Stadia gaming mode on, basically. So that prioritizes everything for Stadia. So everything will go super fast for Stadia if you're using the Wi-Fi over that connection. Um, another option is maybe just reduce your connection down. You may be streaming in 4K, just drop it down to the balance mode. There's there's three different modes. There's best quality mode, but if you've got a 4K TV, it will stream it in 4K. You could drop it down to balanced or limited data, and that just reduces the quality, and that could actually increase your overall performance. And the last one you could do is just make sure gaming mode's enabled on your TV. It could be a simple thing as that where you uh, that could actually make it more lag than actually is there. So basically, you go into your TV uh, controller, go into the options, and one of the options is usually uh, gaming mode. That's on the newer TVs, and that actually reduces that time as well. I'll just go for one one final thing. Is the you can see if you can upgrade your broadband and maybe just. It may be just under what, what what's required, and you could actually look at increasing the actual uh, speed of it. What would you say was the optimum speed, Duncan, if I was going to upgrade my account? I would want, for me, I would say about 50 would be the, 
gives you a bit of headroom and allows other people to be going on as well. Like, that's what I think would should be the, the minimum sort of uh, spec on it. So if I can summarise, try if you can and plug straight your your, your Chromecast straight into a router and not use Wi-Fi, if at all possible. Um, if you are using Wi-Fi, you need to check with your router that you've optimised the connection for what you're doing. And one of the things that I've always said is, is that actually no point optimising it for gaming because although logically you're gaming, as far as the route is concerned, you're actually streaming video. So whatever you would do to optimize your router for streaming media, Netflix, YouTube, Amazon, is actually would, could potentially be better for your experience than if you press the big button that says gaming, optimize for Xbox, optimize for PlayStation, because it, it, it works differently. Am I, am I correct in saying that? Yep, uh, you are. It's uh, on the Google one specifically. There is an optimized for Stadia version of it. So yeah, it's when I was talking about optimization there, it was more you can actually prioritize which device more, more that. But yeah, the gaming one would be different because you're sending lots of small ones rather than just sucking it all the time, which which, which you do with uh, Stadia. Yeah, it's, it is a it is a funny old thing, and I know it's it's daunting to people when they first get Stadia and they think, well, hang on, I, my laptop works absolutely fine. Um, why, you know, why should I have to plug it straight in? But it is optimized for that. And as you've rightly said, if if you do get problems, then downgrade it from 4K to 1080p. And, and honestly, I know that a lot of people say, if you're sat eight to 10 feet away from the television, as a lot of people do, uh, and you've got 1080p with <clears throat> 60 frames per second, um, and you've set your television up for, uh, you know, the, the game mode as opposed to your router. Again, more confusion. But that basically means it's not processing the image before it pops it to the screen. It just goes, I'm not touching it. There you go. You can have it as soon as it comes into the television. It's on your screen. So it's just kind of taking any more of that delay out of the whole thing. Um, but 1080p sat back and uh, watching the television with 60 frames per second looks pretty damn good, I have to say. Um, you know, 4K, if you're sat closer to the screen or to a monitor, I think you'll notice a lot. But to be honest, 1080p and 60 frames per second is pretty good. And you're dropping your bandwidth usage significantly by just coming down down to the second one. And not all games are 4K. And I think I'm right in saying that Stadia streams at 4K all the time if you choose that option, even if the game is only 1080p. For example, Crater's only 1080, uh, but if you're set at 4K, you're still getting all that bandwidth coming down. You're just not seeing a difference in the game. Yeah, and believe it or not, some games are actually played better in the 1080p mode. And the, the famous example is Borderlands 3, because that, it's 4K 30 FPS, while in balanced mode it's 1080 but 60 FPS. And it feels nearly like a completely different game when you actually drop it down. So some games are actually better played at the lower resolution because you get the increase in uh, FPS. That's frames per second. It just makes it feel a bit more smooth and not as jerky and whatnot. But that is something just to keep an eye on as well. 
Yeah, and I know I know folks of the 1080s and the FPSs and the 60s and stuff. If you're new to this, it's it's very confusing. If you want to, you can get Duncan and I on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Stadia Ox. Duncan is at one number two escape, one two escape. Uh, if you've got any questions at all, fire them to us on Twitter. I know it's um it's not always easy to get your head around that stuff. And of course, we're uh, later in the show where we have what uh, asked Duncan. We're always happy to take uh, uh, your particular question and maybe give it a little bit more detail as well. So hopefully that's at least given you some hope and a few tips to uh, improve your connection. Yep, uh, hopefully it does. And again, just reach out to any of us here. And if you put questions in the chat, put questions anywhere, this is a, this is a safe, safe space. Anybody can ask any questions at all and we will try and get them answered. That's right, I know your safe word. So we're all good. Right. Excellent. With no further ado, the next section is going to be our, um, well, one of my favourites anyway, which is the... Rock Review. And uh, today, Duncan, if I can just get rid of how best to set up your Stadia connection, we are reviewing what game? We are going to review Creator. And... And we're going to actually review this together and we're going to look at it from two different perspectives. Uh, not only our own personal thing, but I'm going to look at it from the perspective if you are using Stadia Basic, as in you're not a pro, pro subscriber. So if you're just on Stadia and you're just buying your games as and when you want to look at them or buy them, that's where I'm looking from. And Rock is from a pro subscriber perspective as well. Yeah, and uh, if I can just freeze the screen over there, apologies for that, because uh, one of the things we need to do is just quickly run through. There are five aspects to a rock review, and just to um, kind of go over what, what our approach is that's different to anybody else, is we, we try and approach each game from the perspective of somebody who is a casual gamer or is um, really busy in their life. So we, we're not coming at each game and saying it's an amazing technical feat or, uh, you know, if you spend weeks getting to know it, it's going to be the best game you've ever played. That's not the reviews that we do. Our reviews are if you've only got 30 minutes in a busy lifetime, in a, in a tight schedule, you want to jump in and play something, is this the game for you? And that's why I think Crater is actually a fascinating one on that basis. So the five things we ask are, how quickly can you get into the game? So if you go to your games library and you press Crater, and you've just seen how quickly it was for Crater because we just launched it. Uh, if you're on the podcast, it was fairly quick. Um, the second one is, can you pick up from where you left off? Again, each game will differ. If it's a game that is a live game, like a multiplayer, then obviously you're not going to ever pick up where you left off. Uh, but if it's a single player solo campaign, then how you know how close to where you left it will you end up? How easy is it to play? Very important, particularly um, if you haven't got a huge amount of time and you just don't want to learn masses of keyboard commands or different controller configurations. Is it rewarding? Do you feel at the end of your playing session that you know what that rewarded me? I feel like it. You know, I kind of progressed myself or my character. And finally, is it value for money? And it says at thirty pounds. Um, we'll come. We'll come on to that in a second. So let's go back to the top. 
how quickly can you get into the game from the library? Okay, so as Duncan has just said, what we're going to do from now on is I will take this from the pro subscribers angle and Duncan will take it from the free basic Stadia account. In this case, they're both the same. Um, and, and less you want to go in deeper into the game, Duncan, yeah? Yeah, uh, I think me and you have got a slightly different score here, but it is relatively quick. You can just jump in and go into it. Uh, my only slight minor gripe is when you're actually going into the other games in the game, because uh, as you may not be aware, Creator is a game where you actually make games. So it's actually two parts. But if you're going into another person's game or you're actually going into the level editor or you're, where you're actually making your games it, for me it's a wee bit on the slow side at times you're actually waiting for it uh for me i'm giving this a score of four out of five okay so yeah I, I mean again i don't think there's a huge difference here uh getting into crater itself is relatively fast uh but getting into crater and then into playing a game and uh, having a look at what games are featured, uh, deciding whether you want to, you know, if you want to play a different game to last time, and some of the games take a little longer to get into than others. So it's it's one I'd love to give it five for because I think it's a fairly rapid game, but there's some decisions and choices you need to make. So you know, again, from our perspective, I think that's a four as well. Okay, so uh, next on the list, I have to keep flicking out of Crater. Sorry about this. Can you pick up from where you left off, Duncan? Yes and no. This is the interesting one with Creator, is because if you're playing a game, yeah, no, you don't pick up where you left off because these games are like mini games for the majority of them at this moment in time. You can just log into them and you actually join in like a multiplayer lobby. So you don't actually join in from where you left off the last time. However, if you're in the if you're making a game, you do pick up where you left off. There seems to be lots of saves and that happen all the time, which don't actually see behind the scenes. So that is being constantly saved. So it's a, it's a, it's a bit of both in this one. So yeah, with that, I, I gave this a three out from five because you can and you can't. Okay. This, by the way, is a game from our, our good friend, your boy, Twiz which is featured at the moment uh, by, by Creator themselves. And that's one of the great things about this, this title is that uh, there's two aspects to it. And I think this has an impact on, on to be fair, the answers that we, we present here. The one aspect of Creator that uh, I'm kind of looking at more from the casual gamer perspective is the fact that you can play games and you can either play games that uh, that developers the creator developers and other developers have created or you can play games that the community have created for you um so you know this is a game that, that uh, a content creator and a, and a couple of guys have put together and uh, it's been featured as a community game and it's you know, it's a lot of work that's gone into it uh, now it happens to be the case that both your boy twiz and the guys doing it with him are all developers and they've all got a developer background uh, and i think that's a key thing because as we'll see in some of the later stuff, you know, again, whether you're just playing games or whether you're building games has a huge impact on what you get out from this title. And it's a difficult one to review on that basis from a, oh, I'm dead, from a casual gamer's perspective. So can you pick up from where you left off? No, not in the sense of if you're playing games, because when you leave a game and go back into a game, it resets. Uh, yes, if you're editing a game, 
with a few clicks, you can go exactly back to where you left off. So, you know, difficult one again. Uh, what did you? What was your score based on that one then, Duncan? Uh, it was a three. It was right in the middle. Yes, because it was a yes or no. It was yes, you can pick up where you left off if you're doing the create mode, but no, if you're doing the other games for them at the moment. And I'm the same. I'm 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 going to give it. I'm going to give it a three as well. I think so. The next third, how easy is it to play? And again, difficult aspect here because from playing games, which we'll, we'll, I'll touch on, to building games is a whole world apart. So if you take it from the building games perspective, Duncan. Uh, for me, uh, this is a really difficult one to answer <laughs> because you've got so many variables for creator. In the editor, I'll start with the editor because that's the that's the easier one to actually talk about. Mm -hmm. That is actually quite difficult to pick up and go. You're going to actually have to do some tutorials and other things like that. Uh, you're you're going to actually wa watch some YouTube videos to uh, work out where, what you're actually meant to be doing. It's not there's no clear tutorial in game, which I think it could deal with, uh, because uh, like in Dreams, which is a game which is on PlayStation where you can build games, they actually have a actual tutorial in game where you can actually learn how to, some of the aspects. If you're just jumping straight into the create mode, you may end up getting lost and getting confused because it is a bit overwhelming. Yeah. For the actual playing games part, that is a toss-up. You could walk into the game and it is going to be straightforward. You know exactly what you're going to do. Other games, it's not as not as clear. So it's it's a it's a mixed bag in this one. So, some games you'll go in like that. Your boy Twizzes one there. You just go in in there and you're just round shooting people. But there's other games where you're not going to be entirely 100% sure what you're actually meant to be doing mm -hmm. because it's down to the community actually making these games. So uh, as more and more games come on, I think the, sc the scale will go up as and when created uh, improves and matures. There'll be more and more tutorials, more and more games which will be easier to use. But uh, for me at this moment in time, I would be giving it a two on how easy it is to play. And that's based purely on the um, the time it takes to learn how to build a game, which, as you rightly said, is is not simple. Um, I mean, it's yeah, <laughs> we're not knocking it for what it is. It's amazing, but if you just want to go in and do some stuff, if you want to build a game, you're going to need to take a heck of a lot of time to get to know the system and watch videos. From purely the ability to go in and play other people's games, which is the feature that I'll talk about, um, it's very simple to go in and play. I mean, as you saw just now, you go into your library, you choose the games that you want to play or the game that you want to play, and you're in. Um, the, how easy the actual game is to play will largely depend, again, as you just said, Duncan, on the developer. And it's fair to say that you're going to get a mixed bag um, anybody can create a game and publish it, and they may not think about how easy it was to uh, learn how to play that specific game. Whereas if you play the ones that come out of the box, the ones that have been developed either by Unit 2 themselves, which is the developer behind Crater, or um, some uh, third-party developers that have built some games, then they will have tutorials and, and sort of how-tos and stuff, and they're fairly simple to pick up, and they are in the main, very straightforward games. They will, I'm undoubtedly sure, 
be vastly more complex games to come. And I could imagine, for example, uh, one of the things that I'm really keen on doing at some point is emulating the sort of raids that you get in big games like Division 2 and Destiny, where you've got multiple games within a single game by going from room to room, and each one of them having its own mechanics. And I can absolutely see people working on something to that complexity in the not too distant future, but mostly out of the box, very simple to play. Um, so I'm going to give it, I'm actually going to give it a three, I think, on how easy it is to play. Cool. Okay, and it's, it's as things develop, the, this game is a completely and utterly uh, fluid game. What we say now could be different in two weeks, three weeks, even months go down the line this this review would be completely and utterly different yeah yeah okay number four is it rewarding yes it is very rewarding if you're building the games uh it's you are making your own uh game from scratch which everybody uh if if you're a creative person you're going to absolutely love this you're you just sit down and just build and build and build until your heart's content and then watching people actually play your games or get featured it's people are going to absolutely love that i know even with our creating thing yesterday with uh, andy morphs i think everybody was enjoying going into all the everybody's games everybody was having a laugh it was so so rewarding my only thing is if you're going in other people's games you could have a lot of misses before you get a, a hit. So that is my only caveat with that. You could be searching around for a game you want to play and when you go into it, it's not that it's not as good as you thought and or there might not be the population of people actually playing that game to actually get to play it proper. So for me, uh, rewarding is a four. Uh, it is very rewarding when you're building stuff. There is some bits and bobs. It's a bit hard to work out how things work. There's just so many wee, wee tiny wee things which just knock it off a point for me. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I, there are very few games as rewarding as Crater if you're building your own games on Stadia. That, that full stop. Uh, if you if you have the time to invest in this title. Um, to really get under its skin, uh, this could become a career for some people, and it, it's such, it, it in and of itself could be your full-time occupation within Stadia. But from a casual gamer, from a busy person's perspective, you're not going to have the time to do that. So purely from the rewards of playing other people's games, they're one hits in the main. You know, they're they're like I, I liken it to the old games compendium that you pull out at Christmas. You've got a bit of chess, a bit of drafts, Chinese checkers, you know, uh, snakes and ladders and stuff. And it's rewarding in the sense that you have fun at the time, but you're not progressing anywhere. You know, you're putting it away. You're taking it back out again. You're starting from scratch. So difficult one, this, because it's rewarding from its from what its premise is which is to build games and you know literally developing new skills that you could take out into the real world as a as a you know someone starting to get their their toes wet in game developing and coding but from just playing the basic games rewarding no i think you once you've played them a couple of times you're probably going to move on to the next game that comes out right and, yeah. and what was your score for that well i can't remember I do remember. I think it was. I, I remember. Remind me. 
You give it a five. A five. So you know, kind of in the face of what I just said. But that's because I think from a from a from oh, sorry, a oh, sorry, 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 you give it a four as well. Sorry, I met it wrong. You give it a four as well. Yeah, because I do think if you, you know honestly, if you can find the time to invest in this title, you will become addicted to it. It's amazing. Not taking it away at all. I just think from the casual perspective, which is what we approach rock reviews with and this one is a been a massive challenge for us from that perspective because our hearts and our minds are in two different places i just don't think you're going to get the rewards out of it if you don't have the time to invest so uh finally duncan is it good value now i know it says here it's 30 pounds that's just uh that's just chum tell people it's actually free to claim if you're a pro subscriber which is where i'm coming from but from your perspective the base uh, entry entry level version creator is is twenty nine pounds and ninety nine pence, isn't it? That is indeed uh, the the price is twenty nine pounds ninety nine thirty five euros or forty dollars. Mm -hmm. I will qualify this at the beginning and say if you are a pro subscriber, pick this game up immediately and have fun with it. There, it is absolutely worth the pro subscription to, to give it a go to see if you like it absolutely no question there my issue is that to actually buy the game if this is not going to be a long-term game on uh stadia pro because as as we know just on stadia pro games can co come and go as they praise uh, not as they praise as as uh, stadia <laughs> says destinies are for the foreseeable future uh, but other games, there is no time limits on them. If this is a Stadia Pro game going from now to forever, absolutely, it is well worth it for your Stadia Pro. If it drops off and you have to pay the £30 for it, in its current state, I don't think I could recommend the £30 to people to actually get it or the $40. There isn't enough things for today unless you're going to just sit and create for the actual games which are there. There's not a game there I would go that's worth entry at this moment. Again, mm -hmm. this, this can change. This game is sort of competing against the... Roblox of this world, or even Fortnite, when the, when they were doing their wee creative games as well, and they're both free to play games. And this has got yeah. the thirty pound barrier to entry if you're just looking at it from a Stadia uh, basic version. Yeah, and and it would be so hard to recommend this game at that price when you've got. And, they, and am I right in saying, Duncan, that on both? Because again, I haven't played Minecraft or Roblox, the sort of different generational thing for me. But am I right in saying that there are free games with both of those platforms to play as well? Um, Minecraft, you have to buy. So, uh, but that's on Game Pass, which is another. Uh, that's another discussion for another day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Roblox is free, and it's free games to play, and you can buy things in Roblox. That's how they make their money. And in Creator as well, you can actually buy things as well. So I'm not, for me, the value for money is really, really what I am def having real difficulties in justifying the, the, the cost for the £30. As a pro game, absolutely no problem. £30. It's it's really a tough sale, and okay. for me, for for the value for money, it would be a two for that because of the the thirty pound. 
okay good um, and obviously from a pro perspective it's free i mean it's an, it's incredible value for money and it is a very very uh complex and um uh, you know detailed title so yeah I, I mean i think you would you know you'd be daft not to claim it if only to play the games and see how they develop with the community building their own stuff so that's a five for me on value and it's a, a two for you because at 30 pounds you and you're a casual gamer you're probably not going to get the value out of it and you could always pop over and uh, install Roblox for free. And although they're different games, you can't collaborate within Roblox. You can collaborate with other people within uh, Crater, which is one of its unique selling points. And also it has it has the state share option, which we'll talk again a bit more in a second, but allows you to invite people in and, and help you to play with it. So it has some unique features that we know Roblox doesn't have. And I know a lot of people say, that the actual interface and the, the you know the, the graphics that you can create with Trader are better. But if we're talking purely about value for money, I, I get where you're coming from. Okay, so let's quickly have a look at our final scores then. Now, uh, from my point of view, uh, representing the pro account people, I think it's a 20 out of 25. So uh, I would give it a 25 if um, it was uh, if it had if it was easier to build games. I would love to have seen a much simpler version of the editor for people that that can kind of to to build up and ramp up. But to be fair, I think even if you're pulling in other people's scripts and if you're pulling in packages and assets, you, if you're if this is a completely new concept to you, it's going to take some time to get your head around it. So for me, 20 out of 25, I think is fair. And yours, your perspective from the basic account holder, the free account holder is a lower 15 out of 25. Yeah, and that is basically due to the value for money. If if, if I give it the five out of five, if I was just looking from the pro account, uh, we would have been basically in and around uh, the same same area. We had a couple of slight disagreements, but enough enough. I think both of us absolutely see the potential in creator going forward. Um, Potentially, this could be a killer game for Stadia going forward. It could become the Roblox for Stadia, the Minecraft for Stadia, their selling point game, which I think that can't be undersold. However, there is just it's just not there yet. With Minecraft and uh, Creator, uh, or with Minecraft and Roblox, what they have over Creator, that's what I was trying to say, is they've had years upon years of content being built up over the year, over the over them years. So they've actually got all them games there. So Creator is at the infant stage for this, and and. It's just the promises are, but it's just not okay. fulfilled no yet. Worries. Good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, if you were hearing a woodpecker, that's um, actually Kelly over at Duncan's End. I stopped my wife mowing the lawn for you, but you know what? He, he can't imagine Duncan telling Kelly to stop hammering. <laughs> it's not going to happen, is it? Anyway, let's crack on just so you know what that is. So uh, next up and uh, finally, actually, we don't even have a video yet for your little piece, do we? I was forgetting that. We're, uh, we're, we'll get there, mate. We'll get there. So it's going to be Ask Duncan. And uh, this week, Duncan, we had I know we had a couple of tweets come in, particularly after last week when we talked, uh, or in the week on Wednesday when we do uh, Stadia Rocks um, around the clock. And we talked about the difference between 
what's called state share in Crater, which we just mentioned, and also where it's implemented in other games like Monster Boy. So the question was, Duncan, I'm confused by state share. It seems to be different in different games. Why? Yes, I actually got a couple of these tweets during the week. And uh, what has happened here is Crater has launched this week and it has got state share in it. And we also discovered during the week that Monster Boy will have state share as well. If you're Monster Boy, if you load up a new game or if you just load into your games, if you pull, uh, if you push up or pull, push down, there's an option there for state share. So these are going to be two completely different uh, ways of implementing state share going forward with uh, Creator. This is going to be a massive thing for them going forward. You can just give out a link or it's like five, six, seven, or it's about seven or eight digit code and that gets you into Creator and different things. For Creator, you can actually go into your, uh, Go in and help people uh, build games. That's like giving out links that you go off and play that game. Uh, or sorry, come on and help me build this game I want to build. And they can jump in and start editing. We did that yesterday with Andy. Uh, he gave us the code and we started going in to edit that game. Alternatively, you can actually share your uh, game to people for them to play. So you build this superstar game that you want everybody to see and they give a link or you create the link and send it out and people can do that. Where this differs from Monster Boy is, Monster Boy is a single player game. So with this implementation, it looks like you'll be able to save your game there and then push that out for people to take over from that point in the game. So it's like two different versions of them. It's the reason why it's different in different games because people, uh, developers can actually develop it uh, to actually take advantage of the different features of that game. What you could see in Monster Boy is people uh, create a challenge. They want to get past a, a place with only like one heart or half a heart. Uh, you have to beat this boss with half a heart. Do it. And now share your state share as a challenge for people in the community to start getting uh, some more community interaction. It, again, it's the developers have all these tools on Stadia to actually... Uh, show off their games and uh, implement new features and new ways mm -hmm. to actually play their games going forward it's, yep. it's it's actually up to them and that's the thing isn't it so what we're saying is is that there are these features that stadia and they uh, announced last year at the, the reveal of stadia and we covered each of them off the ones at least that we know about last sunday when we on our on our show um and but state share is a little confusing because it turns out that it can be implemented differently depending on the game so if you say to someone oh this game's got state share and they think oh so what you mean i can just jump in and play with you uh and yet it could be that actually no what this means is that i can give you my save point in the game and you can take on from that save point and either complete that level for me and then give me your save point back so I can carry on, or you can experience the issue that I've had and, and you know try a harder version of that. So you can absolutely see how different developers will implement that differently. But the confusion is, is that, that, that it's still called state share, whatever that implementation is. Um, and therefore you kind of need to go state share and let me qualify that as to what it is within my title. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we maybe get a new name in the future, uh, just to qualify these a bit easier. Uh, with Stature, I'm actually, could we actually see it in a couple of weeks' time when the Connect happens, that some of these Stature and Crowdplay actually start getting pushed out and we'll get their new names or official names. Uh, if that's, with uh, Monster Boy, the, the feature is there. It looks like it's ready to go, and it just needs to be switched on by Google. So I'm semi expecting that as maybe a Connect announcement that Stature is now available on Monster Boy. Come and post your scores or post something to get the people going uh, to start sharing the games about. Because we also saw it in Wavebreak as well, didn't we? Uh, I was more. I think that was maybe more uh, stream. I was stream sure or sure stream. <laughs> too many shares. There's too just... many shares. <laughs> I, I, to be fair, I... You, I think the point you made is probably correct, Duncan. I don't. I don't know that Stadia actually want to call them anything. I think they called them that purely at the developers conference last year because, from a developer's point of view, they needed to explain the toolbox. That they're going to give you as a developer actually i don't think they care what it's called by the developer it's up to the developer to say look at this cool feature that you can do this with uh, and the fact that we in the kind of community uh, in inverted commas call it state share or crowd share or you know plow your share or whatever is irrelevant as far as stadia is concerned and if anything we're probably confusing matters and we should just stick to the feature on a game by game basis. I mean, does that make any sense? Yep, I think uh, you, you may actually see that because it is a bit confusing. Because I, I know when people uh, started tweeting me when Creative was announced as having Stature and their explanation of their uh, implementation of it, everybody was going to me, that's not the way Stature was explained to me. Stature was explained as in you share your state, and the state is what what is happening at that point in that game, not uh, multiplayer links. So that is where uh, people got really confused about this. So the, the terminology does need to does need to change somewhat. And it, it may go to the case where it is on a case-by-case -case basis and people can actually call it what, what they want. The, we should see. It's also interesting. I, I know, uh, I mean, it's a slight deviation from, from Stadia, but... Um, this week there was a game that's being uh, showed off for uh, most most platforms, and we think hopefully one day Stadia. And there's a game called uh, Hyper Score or Hyperscope, uh, Hyperscope, Hyperscape, Scape, Hyperscape. Thank you. I, I um, called I called it Hyperscape. I think that sounds better. <laughs> Hyperscape, and that uses a not too dissimilar feature, but within Twitch. So I think in cloud gaming in general, we'll start to see these kinds of engaging, integrated features with uh, the community that are watching the game more and more. Uh, and we'll kind of start to lose the, the whole moniker of the thing and it'll just be what, it's, what, it, what it does. Yeah, I think it's just, uh, as you said, with this uh, hyperscape, I have to make sure I say it right, hyperscape uh, announcement, uh, yeah, Everything is merging, and yeah. 
it's just everything is just becoming ubiquitous on the platforms so this is why stadium needs to start getting these features out and that's why i'm ex excited about this connect because i think we're going to touch wood uh, yeah. get a lot of hammer, hammer wood get, hammer, get hammer out get Kelly to hammer some more wood yes hammer ha hammer wood uh that uh we're going to get a lot of announcements uh which are stadia platform related because i think we, we we do need some of the user interface that's the way you look at the games uh it's getting a bit crowded now and yeah. what we've seen the hints of uh, streamings coming we've got the hints of state share i think we're i think we're on the verge of something really touch wood again hammerwood uh exploding the stadium uh we're going to get a lot of things excellent duncan thank you very much for explaining that i hope that uh, the original questioner has been satisfied uh but i know you lost who it was so they'll know who they are <laughs> right. So, uh, finally, um, Duncan, where can people find you? Should they, they want to? Should they want to? I am found at one to escape at uh, on Twitter and I was going to say at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> everywhere, really. Everywhere, really. And you can also find me on Stadia Source as well. Brilliant. And of course, I'm Rock. I'm on this channel all the time and at Stadia Rocks on Twitter. You can also visit my website. I have a website. It is stadiarocks.uk. Uh, please do. And um, just finally, as we head off into the sunset, this gorgeous Sunday morning in the UK, uh, can I just also please ask you to visit uh, tiltify.com slash at stadiarocks slash rock. Sorry about the URL. We are raising money for an amazing charity click sergeant which stands for cancer and leukemia in children i think it says it all uh this is the rock versus cancer in children campaign i set a, a fairly what i thought was a fairly mediocre goal of a thousand pounds twelve hundred dollars uh which essentially goes towards providing support for families and children for quite some time we are currently doing an amazing 747 pounds towards that goal so we're very very close i'd like to close that out as soon as we possibly can um so guys if you've got a spare five pounds or a couple of dollars that you could uh, pop in to the charity it'd be really really appreciated and get us to that goal so thank you very much for that that's all there is for us this week i hope you've enjoyed the show and uh sorry it was a little bit later than than normally and advertised but uh normal service will be resumed very shortly say goodbye duncan goodbye duncan <laughs> take care guys rock out